Man, it's good to be here. So good to be here. Um, I just want to say thank you uh, to everyone here just for your faithfulness um, and to Shannon and Karen in, in particular uh, just for following God and listening to God's voice. And, um, you know, all of us have things to carry, a vision to carry that God's put in your heart and a purpose and a specific destiny for you to fulfill. And when we do that together, it becomes really, really fun. And I, I feel this week we're on, a ver on the verge of things that have culminated. Um, you know, Shannon and I have talked about this for a number of years. Um, but in, in my life, I feel like there's a, a culmination of what God is doing and has done uh, to present and bring to people and to bring to the body, uh, to, to mobilize. Um, and I, would you all just close your eyes real quick? I, I just want to create a picture, um, and just like Shannon was saying, um, to plug into to God, to plug in. And, and I literally want you to picture in your heart, your physical heart, and there's, there's, a, there's a cord there, just like a cell phone charger, and that cell phone charger goes down to your spirit, and it's literally an outlet. It's literally plugged into the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is limitless. And in this place, nothing, everybody say nothing, is impossible. You can't empty it. You can't drain it. It just keeps coming and coming and coming and coming. But the decision, just like Shannon said, is whether or not you keep it plugged in, whether you unplug it, whether you get distracted, it's your choice to keep it plugged in. And so I want to challenge you this week to plug it in. Will you all open your eyes now? All right. Well, praise God. I'd like to thank, um, you know, just there's so many people. You know, you can't plagiarize the Holy Ghost, but there's so many people that have invested in us and, and gone before us and taught us. Um, you know, like Shannon said, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And there's a lot of great wonderful brothers and sisters that have invested in us and and shared their heart in us and we've taken hold of that um so i i just want to kind of get that out of the way before i i steal all their material and and repackage it no you can't plagiarize the holy ghost he's one of a kind and he shares it and it comes out different through different giftings and um you know we don't have gifts just have gifts we are gifts people are gifts because if I have a gift, then I start to perform with what I do because that's what the flesh wants to do in human nature. But what if, everybody say what if, what if I am a gift? Who you are matters. Who you are makes a difference. You know, I don't go looking for divine appointments. I am a divine appointment. Because the kingdom of God happens as I go. Wherever I go, and I want to I wanna yield my, my mind, yield my, my ears to what the Spirit of God is doing. All right? Praise God. Let's just pray before we get going. Father, we just thank you for today. We yield to you. We receive from you. I thank you for righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. I thank you for faith, hope, and love. And I thank you for the atmosphere you're creating in believers. 
God, I thank you that you teach us today. You've given us the Holy Spirit, the anointing to teach. I yield myself to you, and I ask you for help to connect with hearts today. Because you have things to say to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. We're going to um, just kick this off. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about flowing in grace this week. And I have the privilege of, of ministering this, and, and I'm just thrilled about it. Um, you know, we want to do everything from a place of love, from being motivated from love. So today we're going to be talking about ministering from love. And the idea when we listen isn't just to listen so we can accumulate more head knowledge, but I want you to listen, shift in your hearts. What would this look like if I put this into practice? Because I believe that's how Jesus taught, that if you put this into your life, if you have an intention to put this into practice, that it's going to work. And maybe you're taking the first step in that today. Maybe you're taking the thousandth step in that today. But take a step forward. Move forward in what you're doing. Take a step towards the gospel today. And maybe you need a little bit of courage to do that. Well, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to pull that right out of you and move you forward. Amen? Because as you take one step and then another step and then another step, what am I doing right now? I'm walking. I'm walking. It's not a leap of faith. I don't have to jump from here off the stage or over. It's taking a step, a step, a step. And that's all God wants you to do. He knows your heart. He knows where you're at. He just wants you to take a step with him. Amen? All right. So we're going to talk about ministering from love. And, and there's a few ground rules I'd like to set. Um, you know, in, in Ephesians 4, it talks about equipping the saints for the, working, uh, the work of the ministry. When we talk about equip, we're really talking about making useful. We're, we're making it something that's useful, something that's practical. Um, and for the work of ministry, ministry is learning to serve from a place of love. Not for love, but from love. And the reason for this, the whole purpose for this, is for the building up of the body. Because built up people build the kingdom of God. Torn down people, they may try, but until they get whole, until they get to a place where they're settled in their relationship with God, they're going to struggle because everything they do is to try to get approval, whether that be from God or man. And then that tries to fill that void that only the righteousness of God can fulfill. You know, confidence in God comes from righteousness. There's only one cure, one cure for condemnation in the heart, and it's not more cowbell. It's Jesus, the cornerstone, faith righteousness. If, you don't, if you're not familiar with the concept of faith righteousness, study it out. And wherever you see the word faith, put righteousness behind it. And where you ever see righteousness, put faith in front of it. Now, there's a few exceptions. It's talking about self-righteousness, but you'll, you'll discern that. But it's just a, a, little, a little key. Um, you know, in context, the love of God cannot violate man's free will. Faith righteousness is the lens or the filter that every belief of the heart must go through. And there's no substitute for that. That's heart work. You have to persuade your heart. It's not my job to persuade your heart. I'll do my best. It's your job. That's your responsibility. And you can own that because you know you're loved. If you don't know you're loved, then you fear that, and you're like, can I, can I tell God this? And see, grace only works in an environment of honesty. 
And the first thing you have to do is be honest with yourself. If you're, if you're mad at God, tell him. <gasps> I know some of you thought lightning was going to come out. <laughs> if you're frustrated with something in God, tell him. You know why? Because it gets it out of your heart, and now you can begin to deal, and you're being real with your heart, and you're not in deception anymore. The greatest deception isn't out there. It's dealing with your own heart and saying, you know what? Apart from my behavior, I am righteous. Apart from my behavior, I have peace with God because of the life, death, and burial of res- and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So these, we're just setting the stage. We're just setting the groundwork. And there's always a balance of grace and faith. In other words, what Jesus did, his ability, and our response or how we appropriate that. I feel God's doing this. We're going to move this direction. I feel God's doing this. We're going to move this direction. That's a response in faith to what his ability has provided for you. Whether that's in business, okay, in the marketplace, whether that's in in the home. See, it always starts in the heart with the individual, and then it moves within the home and the family, and then it moves beyond that into the community, whether it's through work or school or or different areas, whatever area and part of life or, or place God has put you in ministry. You know, I paint houses. I want to give a shout out to my, my painting crew who allows me to do this, who covers for me. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, my, my basketball team back in uh, Fort Collins or Loveland, Colorado at Resurrection Christian, um, just because it's an incredible group of people. And, and again, they support in what we're doing. And of course, my family, my wife, Sarah says, hi, Ashton and Mahala say hi. They're not here, but the freedom to be able to go and do, you know, I, I can't do that without those pieces of the puzzle in my life. And that's a ministry, whether you know it or not, to you. And they share in the fruit of what's going to happen this week. It's a bigger picture than me. Way bigger. Amen? I just want to want to say that. But, um, you know, all Scripture, the last thing here, all Scripture must be applied to spiritual anatomy. So in other words, spirit, soul, and body. So there's finished tense things, which is talking about our spirit. And that's what we want to focus on because whatever you focus on, you get more of. Okay? And as you focus on more of that, I am complete in him. I'm loaded. Everybody say, I'm loaded. Okay? We are full of the spirit of God. We can't get more if we tried. But that's a spiritual reality. It's governed by the door of the heart. Picture your heart like a doorway between your, heart, uh, uh, your spirit and your soul realm. And then there's processes and things that require you to do something. Okay, everybody say do something. Okay, but it's not for righteousness sake. It's only because that's how it works. You're already established in who God says you are, but your soul realm you have to yield your will. You have to harness your emotions, okay? You have to, to begin to change, be renewed, and change how you think. The only thing that matters is how God thinks. Oh, did I offend anyone there? I hope I did because I love you. <laughs> Jesus said, blessed is he who is not offended because of me. We can probably put our name in that too. I want to offend people in love because I want to get to your self-righteousness. Let's deal with it. Let's exchange it for his. It's so much better. Are you getting anything out of this? This is just a start. Here we go. All right, so we're ministering from love. Those are kind of the ground rules from which I'm, I'm ministering from. You know, if you could create 
a God, a Father, a Heavenly Father, what would that look like? Who would He be? Name some traits. What would be a a good Father, a good God? What, What would He look like? He'd be loving, okay? What? Forgiving, okay? Patient. He'd be patient. A couple more, a couple more. He'd be kind. He'd be gentle. He'd be dependable, faithful, dependable, right? Honest. Okay, so, and we could go on and on and on. It's endless, right? But all of those things are absolutely true, and all of those things have promises. That's who God is. You can associate a promise with who he is, and you can attach a value in your heart to who he is. So when people come up to you and say, well, God's this, and, that, and it's the judgment of God, and God's mad, and you can say, hang on a second, I know God. Don't put his character on trial in front of me. Can, can I go there? Can I go there? I'm going to go there. Okay, so when people say God is in control, woo! I love you. I want to understand you. I know you're well-intended, well-meaning, but if God's in control, he's doing a terrible job at saving everybody. If you're talking about his lordship, if you're talking about he is worthy, yes, absolutely. But we've got to mature. Everybody say grow up. Okay? I'm speaking to haunts right now. I've got to grow up because I can't entertain that idea if I'm going to take responsibility for the gospel in my life. I can't push it off as though... It's his fault because a good God that created us in love gave us a free will. And by free will, the, the mere focus of his love gives you a free will to choose to, response, to, to respond. Because if you don't have a choice or if you give up your choice, all of a sudden it's manipulation. You know, if your view of God steals, kills, destroys, tempts, tests, tries, judges, or allows, you've turned God into Satan. It's quiet in this Presbyterian church. (laughs) If your view and opinion or your version of God steals, kills, destroys, tempts, tests, allows, judges, like with a punishment, you've turned God into Satan. I love you. Everybody say, I love you, Hans. Okay, just making sure we're still good. But we have to deal with this issue. We have to establish love as the motive for why we're doing stuff. Are there things we don't understand? Absolutely. Are there bad things in this world? Is this a fallen world? Absolutely. But I'm not going to put it on God. I'm going to take responsibility for God working in my life, through my life, to change it to the kingdom to redeem things that are broken in this world. I'm not going to fix them by focusing more on the brokenness. I'm going to fix it by focusing on the goodness of God. I am complete in Him. You know why thankfulness is so powerful? Because it focuses on something that's already established. That's why it works. I'm thankful because I know this is already a done deal. I'm not trying to get something I don't have. I'm simply trying to move it over into a, an un, from an unseen reality to a seen reality. Are you getting anything out of this so far? So 
God is love. We know that's not just something he does, but it's something he, he is. We are made from love because we are made in the image and likeness of God. God's love doesn't use you. It's pure. And even though we may say that, that terminology, you know, God's not, God's not an abuser. God, just use me. And he's saying, just know my love. Right? Because his love empowers you to make sacrifice. Everybody say sacrifice. sacrifice. <gasps> he said the S word in church. <gasps> You're going to give up something now for something eternal. Any parents in here? Hello. You're willing to give up something now for the betterment of their future. Think about God now. I'm willing to lay down my son's life, or he's willing to lay down his life as part of the big plan so I can get all my kids back. That's exciting. Awesome. I get excited when I preach, man. If I can't have fun, how are you guys going to, right? Right? Let's get excited about the gospel. So, what the world calls evil good and good evil, and it claims to be love, have you guys, I don't know if you have those signs. When I'm out painting, I have these signs out in yards that say, you know, love is love. Just all these little politically correct sayings right now. And I'm like, woke love is broke love. <laughs> it does not work. Your little emotional human love is not love. Love comes from someone bigger than you. It's not your humanism that made love. It's God that made love. And in God's love, he created you, he created a plan for you to respond to, and he created a destiny and a purpose for you to fulfill. Let's, let's smash that stuff. In love, but if you, if you see that, don't, don't, go, don't vandalize things. I'm not saying that. But go after their hearts. Challenge people in that that you have a relationship with to do that with. Because it can't be, you know, it's like a toaster plugged into itself. There's no power in that. Well, I feel this way. Well, I feel this way tomorrow. That's got no root, no sustainability. The gospel should be sustainable. You know, we can't chase this move and that move and this and this. Oh, man, I'm really killing the cows. I hope we have barbecue this afternoon. It's not a method. It's not a formula. It's a person. By grace through faith in the heart works every time. And it's great if you, if you go to, to a meeting, if you go to a concert, if you go to something. But, and, and expect from God, but don't put it, don't tie it to the results of, of that ministry or to the, the concert or to another inner healing session. Those are all great ministries. Did you hear what I'm saying? Connect in your heart that the reason it works is because of the goodness of God. And by grace through faith, my heart begins to believe because I hear the word of God. I hear the goodness of God. Not because I do the formula right. Anybody been there before? I mean, you jumped through every hoop, went through everything, and, and by the end of it, after, you know, a few months, a few years, a few fads, you say, I can't do this anymore. And God says, just come as you are. You ever notice that about Jesus? Well, I'm going to keep the law. Look at this. Hey, good master, look at me. And he's like, sell everything you have. Follow me. And it says he went away sad. And then other people would come to him. I can't do this anymore. I'm completely broken. Come on in. 
look at, look at how Jesus responded to people. It was love. We have to find out through relationship what, with Jesus, what love looks like, what it is. Jesus gave us his confidence, his trust, his faith. Romans 12.3 says this, For I say, through the grace given to me, everybody say, grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, that's talking about a group of believers, right? Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Ooh, humility? Oh, wow. But to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a or the measure of faith. Guess what? It was his faith. Now, you have to personally believe, but guess what? I can't heal the wing on a bug. I don't have enough faith for that, but guess what? His faith does, and I can believe in his faith to get it done. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because we make faith a work, like, got to get enough faith. I don't see trees groaning to produce apples or oranges. Oh, come on, give me an orange. It's a natural process of seed time and harvest. If faith has been sown and Jesus is the incorruptible seed, then what's going to reap when we get squeezed especially? All that should come out is the goodness of God. You can't empty me. I'm, my physical body may get tired, but you cannot empty me. Try. Pull it all out of me. Draw on me. Because the Spirit of God lives inside of me, and I know that. And the kingdom of God does not stop because of it. And it's fresh every day. It's new every day. It's fun every day. It's an adventure. I have good days. I have bad days, just like you all. And then I get out of bed. <laughs> right? <laughs> what am I doing today? Anybody ever been there? Yeah? So he's given to each one the measure of faith. And this specific measure was not too much or too little. If we had too much faith, people, or if, if God used too much faith, I know this is going to sound weird, people would be like robots. In other words, he won't violate free will who give them a choice, right? With no choice, and they denying uh, the very nature and godlikeness which within which they were made. Too little faith, and people could add to it with their own abilities and participation, fulfilling the standard of their salvation. Hello! Everybody still good? Okay. You don't have any stones in here, right? I'm just making sure. Okay. It was just right. It was the perfect measure of faith. It was a faith that was fulfilled in Christ that we get in on by believing. There's one work in the New Testament, and we're going to talk about this later in the, in the week. It's to believe. The word obey means to believe. Don't turn obey or obedience into a work, into a dead work. It's just believing. Christ did this on my behalf. It's established. I'm going to tap into it. Amen? And faith works by love. It's not an issue. It's never an issue of faith. It's an issue of love. Galatians 5, 6, it says, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. Faith works by love. You know, faith is something that comes to you when you hear it. It's not something you chase after because you're hearing the word of God. You're hearing the love of God. 
God is a person and has a personality, so everything comes from relationship. His nature is love. You know, we talk about love is patient, love is kind, and we, we know this. Those are certainly traits, but that's who he is. God is patient. God is kind. He doesn't keep track of rights and wrongs. It's who he is. It's just part of who he is. Like, that's paid for. Get on, you know, get over yourself. That's paid for. In um, 1 John 4, 8, it says, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So we've got to learn what the love of God is. You know, no matter how good, bad, up, down, ugly, whatever life is going on, you can always come back to the love of God. Always. But we have to get over ourselves. And sometimes that takes a few minutes. Sometimes that may take decades in different areas of our heart. Everybody say, I will get over myself. Okay? Because we have to remove that. That's the only thing limiting God is our own belief system. And the quicker we get back into a place of his love and a place of, of understanding faith righteousness in our heart, the quicker we move and take that next step. Otherwise, we're terrified. And we stay in our little, little spot because I don't, I don't know if I can do it. You know, have you ever seen a kid like, you know, kids on the edge of a pool and they're going to jump to their, their dad or jump to, uh, you know, the inner tube or whatever. And they're like, it's way too far for them. And they know it's a ways. And they're like at the edge and they can't, they like, they can't do it. And then they kind of half do it and then fall again. It's kind of like that. If we would trust, trust our dad. Just, just jump, just abandon that and jump. Take that step. Get beyond ourselves. How are we doing on time? Are we good? We doing good? All right. So in this, God demonstrated his love toward us. Romans 5, 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love towards us, that in while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. According to your faith, let it be unto you. According to your revelation of God's love for you, you can work in the gifts. See, it's always a love issue. It's not a faith issue. It's not a grace issue. It's a love issue. Matthew 9.29 says, Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you, or so be it unto you. you know, so whatever gift you need, you have. In Christ... And you need to recognize the opportunity. You know, if, if you're going to heal the sick, what do you need? But you need a sick person first, right? <laughs> Sorry, that's kind of a trick question. If you're going to raise the dead, what do you need? A dead person. See, there's these opportunities, but we have to see the opportunities. Get out there and see the opportunities. What gift do you need? Well, I don't know I need it until I'm in the opportunity. We had a situation this summer where we had a deliverance at youth camp. Whoa! Guess what? The opportunity presented itself, and the Spirit of God showed up right there. But until you recognize that opportunity or until you put yourself out there enough in a situation for the opportunity to manifest and to come, you just have to realize, like, 
this is all in Christ. He's in me. Let's go do this. Bring it on. Now, there's going to be, based on your personalities, tend, tend, things you tend to move in more. I, I tend to move in the prophetic a lot because, not the pathetic, the <laughs> prophetic, because I'm an encourager. I'm a coach. I want to pull that out. I want to pull Christ out, and I want you to see it because I want you built up because built up people build the church. They build the kingdom. You know, church was God's idea. It was Jesus' idea, so there's a way to do it that works. Church is not my idea. It's not Shannon and Karen's idea. Lord knows that. Right? It's his idea, so there's a way that it will work. But we've got to do it his way. We've got to get over offenses. Hmm. If you're dealing with offense, you need to send that away to the cross. That's a hard thing with you and God. But you cannot function in your maximum ability if you're offended. Practice with driving. Did you see that? The nerve of that guy to turn without using his blinker. Come on. Anybody been there? Start practicing. But work on your heart towards that. I can't hold on to those things. I don't want to limit God in my life. I have no right to be offended. Was Jesus offended? And there's things that hurt. I get it. But it's time to send those away. It's time to grow up. It's time to move forward because the body of Christ needs you in an interdependent way, not in a codependent way, for you to know who you are, to have confidence in you, who you are, and to learn to serve both the church within the church and the world with who you are. They're going to know we're disciples by our love for one another. So we're going to have to know what love is, and we're going to have to know what a disciple is to, to fulfill that. I'm going to follow God. This commercial message brought to you by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Don't you love when he interrupts your own message? Isn't that fun? Anyways, he knows what he's doing. I'm just yielding. So if you are in Christ, anybody in Christ in here, right? Woo! You have everything he has and can function in the divine nature with supernatural abilities. So did Jesus, here's the questions, did Jesus have all the spiritual gifts he needed? Did he demonstrate those gifts while he was physically in the earth? Did he give you authority to do the same? Really simple, right? Okay, it's all there for us. It's written for us. So the heart is the doorway to whether you experience things that are finished or you continue to function from lack and sense-based functionality. That heart, persuading that heart, that's the key. Because God is a person, he functions with senses. We can spiritually sense what God is doing. You know, Jesus said this, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command that I should say what I should speak. Our, our, you know, faith is voice activated. Love is voice activated. It's a yielding of our mouth. We can only do what he says we can do. Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself. This Jesus, not us living in 2022, this is Jesus. Jesus could do nothing of himself. But what he sees the Father do, 
For whatever he does, the son does, uh, also does in like manner. So in other words, he saw things on the inside before he saw them out here. Everything happens in life twice. Once in your imagination and once in reality, of the natural reality. I would challenge you to spend more time in the unseen than the seen. Develop that, see that, picture that. Be intentional about that. See yourself succeeding in whatever area you're overcoming. See yourself winning in those areas where, where you've had loss. See yourself healed where it hurts. See yourself there. Because we're basing it off something that's eternal, basing it off something that's already there. It's not, it's not moving. It's not a moving target. It's, it's done. So we've got to come into alignment with that. Hallelujah. John 15.10. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, right after that. Um, we're created in his image and likeness. Therefore, we've been given his identity, authority, and power to function and represent him in the earth. John 1.12 says, But as many as have received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. He's given you authority to be a son. You are in him. He gave you that authority. That's your birthright. Now, we want to establish hearing God's voice. Does God say we can hear his voice? Yeah. And you don't have to tell everybody, I hear God's voice. In the church, that's okay, but the world thinks you're crazy. And we're like, no, you're the one that's crazy for not knowing God. But it says that we can hear God. John 10, 3 through 4, it says, To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name. God calls you by name and leads them out. And he, when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. We know his voice. You know, God doesn't speak to me in King James English. Thuses and thous and these he just talks to me like I talk to him. Well, how do you know it's God? Because it's full of love and it's his word. And he assures me and reassures me and reassures me and reassures me and reassures me. It's always, always reassuring. So make time to listen. Set aside time to intentionally hear God. You know, Moses did this and basically just asked him in Exodus 19.19, uh, 19, said, who, who are you? And God says, I am that I am. In other words, I exist to be your breath. That's who I am. If you look up that I am, it's that's what it's talking about. I exist to be the life in your life. I am that I am. God makes time to meet with you in a prepared place. So prepare that place. It could be in your car, See, it's not limited to a physical place, but I'm talking about your heart. But it's setting an intentional time of, man, and, and maybe you associate a physical place with that. That's fine. It could be in your car on the way to work. It could be right before you go to bed. It could be first thing when you wake up. You know, the mystical, magical time of four in the morning to meet God. I know he doesn't sleep nor slumber, but sometimes I think we're like, we put this weight on us of like, oh, I got to get up. And then you sleep through the alarm and you go, oh, God, did you, can I still talk to you? 
Because we put this limit on God, right? God, God will meet with you wherever you're at. You just have to turn your heart towards him. It's that. It, it's, and I know that's too simple, but we have a lot of help messing it up. Right? It's so simple. We've got to still our heart and worship. Psalms 46.10. When your focus is on God, it's not on your emotions. We've got to slow down our emotions. Our emotions like to speed us up because they're sense-based, right? They push on us, and it's like, oh, my goodness. We've got to do, we got to keep going. And then next thing you know, like, I'm tired. <laughs> this is exhausting. Slow down. Come to God as you are. He knows where you're at. He'll meet you where you're at. You don't have to get holy to go to God. You are holy. Just come to him. That's been, that's been established in Jesus. So in getting God's emotions, you know, that's usually a big problem is that we don't have God's emotions. Philippians 4.8 says it this way. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Contemplate. Put them on your heart. Keep them in your mind's eye. However you want to say that. Get God's emotions on things. That's the only thing that matters. And yes, we're going to deal with challenges and frustrations and highs and lows, but we can't be led around those by those. Jesus went through that as a man. He's not, you know unsympathetic towards you he knows what you're dealing with but you know what i want his thoughts on it i want his feelings it feels good to know god even when being corrected even when being challenged it's so freeing it's priceless we can read god's word and we can pray for revelation praying in the spirit brings revelation to our heart we're talking about learning to hear god's voice Listen to your heart and pray what's on your heart. Write it down. It helps with vision. Words create pictures. The heart speaks and hears in pictures, in images. So it's like we're in this giant translation all the time. All these senses coming in and your heart's like, what am I trying to figure out? It renders a decision. It makes a judgment. It creates a picture. To judge means to render a decision. It means to, it's like if an artist renders something, it's creating this picture. Your heart is constantly doing that with the images and the feelings and the desires it has in your soul realm. Constantly talking, and then the Spirit of God is saying, but this is who you are, this is what reality is, this is how much I love you. And so we have a choice in our heart of what to believe. All the time. While you're on the earth, that never stops. But the good news is, is God's not only on the earth, it's forever, it's eternity. Like Dave Duell used to say, it's only forever. <laughs> you can always say to another believer, I will see you later. <laughs> That'll hit some of you later. <laughs> we are born again with the ability to hear God's voice, but maturing in it takes time, temperance, trust that is developed with God. We have, remember we talked about spirit, soul, and body. We've got to focus on what we do have so we get more of what's perfect into our, into our experience. If I focus on my lack, guess what I'm going to get more of? 
lack. Decay, you know, all that stuff. I'm going to focus on what is the answer, not on what's not the answer. And I've prayed for people, and we've seen them raise up. I've prayed for people, and they stayed dead. Jerks. <laughs> Why are you still dead? Okay, you're hanging out with Jesus, but come on, God, like, listen, listen to God, right? Who are they to stay dead when we pray for them? Who? They're free will thinkers, true. They're, they're probably swinging on the swing set with Jesus in heaven. I don't blame them. Do you hear what I'm saying, though? I mean, that's just in our relationship with God. And give it time, you know. Jesus is the incorruptible seed. Tend to your garden. Tend to your heart. In Mark 4, it says that that's the soil. That the heart is the soil. And the seed's planted. The seed's incorruptible. But we, like, dig it up. Check. Is it, is it working? Is it working yet? Is it? Give it time. The word promises it'll work. There's seed. There's time. There's harvest. Because you know God loves you, you do the things from a place of approval not trying to get his approval by your performance, even in spiritual gifts. It's a matter of the heart. That is the tipping point of motivation. You know, because you can have a law person that's doing everything right, and their heart is so far from being engaged. Anybody been there before? Dare I, dare I call that out? Right? And then you can have someone that's doing it by grace and doing it tripping accidentally and things are working out like the Midas touch. And they're like, how are they doing this? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you live holier on accident than you ever could by trying because of faith righteousness. Yeah. I like that. That's freeing. Last thing, we're going we're gonna to close and then we'll minister a little bit here um, just, just personally to people. Hebrews 5.13 and 14 says, exercise your senses. Basically, exercising your senses will grow, grow you from a place of faith righteousness. Verse 13, it says, for everyone, everybody say everyone, everyone. who partakes of only milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. So we have this thing, milk unskilled in the word of righteousness, a baby. And that's fine for babies. That's fine for newborns. But we have to grow up. Turn to, turn to your neighbor to the right and say, grow. Turn to the neighbor to the left and say, up. And I know you all just talked at each wall, but <laughs> I got to work on that one. Okay, we want to grow up. How do we do that? Speaking the truth in love, listening to those who've gone before us who live this stuff. Who walk, I don't care how gifted somebody is, I want to know their character, I want to know their heart. I want to see them in all seasons of life. The good, the bad, the ugly, because that's where the word works. Not just in the highest of heights and the big productions and the big, that's great, but what matters to me is seeing character in all seasons when they're planting, when they're watering, when they start to see the stock come up, when it gets to be a big tree, when it's fruiting and they're planting more seed, I want to see them in every condition. That's what I look for because those are people I will follow.
You know, I've, like I said earlier, I've had tremendous influences in my life. And I want to challenge you, invest in yourself. Yeah. You know, most people spend more money on hair products than they do investing in, in themselves in a year. That's sad. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> do you hear what I'm saying, though? Like, invest in yourself. You're worth it. Challenge yourself. Do things that are going to grow you in the message of the goodness of God. Trustworthy voices. There's so many great ministries and, and people we can glean from that have had 30, 40, 50 years of experience in this that we can go to. You know, look for relationship in that. Amen? Okay, verse 14. But solid food, everybody say solid Solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So the way we grow up is by reason of use. You're going to have to put this into practice. You don't grow up by hearing and 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 never doing anything. We don't equip the saints for the work of the ministry just for the equipping of the saints. We don't, we don't, we're not doing this so we can just hang out. It's fun to hang out, but it, there's a purpose behind this. We're going somewhere with, it, we're with this. And as a church, as Lake Haven Church, you are going somewhere. There are changes happening. Well, I don't like change. Well, don't get offended because it's happening. I say that in, in, in love because there's a place that church as a whole and this church is going to lead in and go. Develop who you are. Mature in who you are because the body of Christ, Lake Haven Church, wants to put that and, and employ that and put that into service in the kingdom. It's vital in this time. The world's looking pretty dark at times right now. But the kingdom of God's looking brighter and brighter. Where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. Should we go on sinning so that grace may abound? No. You know, that's one of the biggest things we always get asked preaching being, quote, unquote, grace people, whatever that means, gospel people. The first thing that comes out of, you know, their hearts when they, when they hear the freedom of this message is, so I can do whatever I want? Now, did I ever say that this whole day? No, there's consequences to it. But what's great about that is now they're hearing the gospel, and it's creating that question. They should have that question, but it reveals their heart. That's a good place to be because it's, it means you're experiencing a freedom with God that you've never come into. But now the next step is saying, okay, sin is stupid. It will kill me, and it hurts others. But with God, it's paid for, and he loves me, and i got to get over that and make it right with people this way. But this way, I'm always good. So much, in fact, that Jesus paid double. There could be two of you, and it's paid for. In Isaiah 40, I believe. We'll get to that more. I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I just want to close out with this. You know, this church has things to do. We're not having church to have church culturally. It's not just a cultural, there's a culture to it, but it's not just, just doing that to do it. There is a purpose 
There is a vision, and you matter. The love of God in you matters because you can reach people that no one else can reach. You can encourage people that no one else can encourage, and the kingdom of God needs your partnership to be fulfilled in the earth. Amen? So I just, I just want to pray. I, I want to I prophesy over, over the church here, and I just want to pray for a few minutes. Um, and then, then we'll kind of dismiss and have individual ministry after that. But would you all just bow your heads? I just want you to connect with God real quick. Now, naturally, you can look up here. You can see the stage. You can, you can see the beautiful background and, um, you know, doors to the right, lights over here, chairs here, this person, exit sign. In the natural, you can see that. I want you to just picture in your heart. Close your eyes now. I just want you to picture in your heart. And you know where the doors are. And I want you to just see Jesus coming to you. Right now. And he comes up to you. And he sits down next to you. And he has some things to say. And this is between you and him. And you feel this overwhelming sense of love. His presence lives inside of you. And he says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'm not going anywhere. No matter what you face, I'm with you. I'm in you. I'll live through you as you let me. And I have specific things to say to you. Connect with me in your heart. There's a direction that God is taking you guys. And you're always led by love. You're going to define love in your heart. You're going to define love the way God defines love. And you're going to be at a point where you give up things that you want to do for the things that he wants to do. You're willing to sacrifice because you know how much he loves people. And I see teams. I see, I see there's a team building phase that God is doing. And there's team leaders and, and God, God has appointed different people in a place of authority and experience. And God says, help one another. I believe the Holy Spirit saying, help one another. Find out who you are. Be yourself, but find out where you can help one another. Serve on a team. Engage. Take the next step. Maybe take the first step. 
Thank you, Jesus. And if there's, there's anyone here, we're, gonna, we're just going to do this all together. Uh, would you all just keep your eyes closed and heads bowed real quick? And if there's anyone here that has never come into the love of God and experienced the goodness of God on a personal level, and you'd like to be, it's called being born again. You'd like to be born again today. Would you all just pray this with me and just repeat after me? Say, say, Jesus, thank you for paying the penalty of my sin on your cross. I choose to follow you in my heart. Thank you for the free gift of righteousness. Thank you that I am born again. Thank you that I have peace with you forever. Amen. And the last thing, um, you know, if, if you've never received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, we're talking about the power. Everybody say power. You know, I'd like to, I'm, I'm going to turn this over to T here in a second, but I'd like you, if, if you'd like to receive that, um, we'll continue on here in just a moment. And I'd love to pray with you. I know we've got a prayer team and train, trained prayers uh, to come and, and minister uh, that with you. Um, and we'll continue to minister here in a second, but we'd love, love, love to have you experience. You need it. You need the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk more in depth this week about it. Um, but please, if you can make any of the sessions this week, come back around. I know you'll be blessed. I know you'll get activated in living this stuff every day. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's not something we do on Sunday. It's a lifestyle. And it's an adventure, and it's fun. Amen? Awesome. Thank you. Hallelujah. Um, so thank you so much. And we're looking forward to the next few days. But, um, you know, as, as he mentioned, if you prayed that prayer in reference to being born again, uh, please come up here and let one of us know. Um, we would like to just give you some more information. Uh, this is the greatest decision of your life. And uh, so we want to give you, put some things in your hand and, and, and just pray with you and be an assistance on this, this exciting journey of being born again, being a child of God. And as also being filled with the Holy Spirit, please. I mean, my goodness. He, the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the guider, the assister, the one that gives us revelation, the power on the inside of us. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to be. <laughs>